your Bibles with you. I'm planning on this being the last sermon of this series. <laughs> but I don't have the last word. <laughs> Hopefully the series Church on Fire has been a blessing to you. In this segment of, of, of this series, this, the subtitle is, is Moved by the Love of Christ. I don't know how you can experience the love of Christ and not be set on fire. I mean, really, really, really recognize that he loves you. I don't think that. If you really recognize that he loved you, that you can't not be on fire. I believe that there's only two conditions. You don't recognize or you do recognize. But when you recognize, you can't help but be moved by how he loves you. Our text is coming out of Luke 7, verse 37 through 50. I, I'm reading it from the New American Standard. If you don't have that, if you want to read along with me, there is on the screen before you. And it reads as such in our, in our, in our text. There was a woman in the city who was a sinner. And when she learned that Jesus was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, she brought her an alabaster veil of perfume. And standing behind him, that is Jesus, at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears kept wiping them with her, the hair of her head, kissing his feet and anointing them with the perfume. When Simon, who had invited Jesus, saw this, he said to himself, if this man was a prophet, he would know who and what sort of person this woman is who is touching him. She is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to say <laughs> to you. He replied, say it, teacher. A money lender had two debtors, one owed five hundred to Darius, the other fifty. When they were unable to repay, he graciously forgave them both. So which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one who was forgiven more. And he answered him and said, you have judged correctly. Turning towards the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered into your house and you gave me no water for my feet. But she has wet my feet with her tears and has wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss. But she, since the time I came in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with perfume. 
For this reason, I say to you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who had forgiven little, loves little. Then he said to her, your sins have been forgiven. Those who were reclining at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this man who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, your faith have saved you. Go in peace. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, arrest us with your spirit. So allow your Shekinah glory to fall on us that we're not paying attention to what time it is. So arrest us, Lord, that we will feel like that we are in a personal interview with you. Lord, each of us is sitting at the table. We don't know it. But we are somewhere between Simon and Mary. Allow us to see where we sit. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Do you know that you were created to praise him? And the praise and worship that we offer up to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, should not be that from a religious or a mechanical point of view. Let me see if I can explain. Some of us praise God because we think that's what we ought to do. Hold on, wait a minute. You're not wrong about your supposing. You're not wrong about your deduction. But God wants more than just a mechanical type of praise. I mean, it's easy for anybody to come here and I say, say hallelujah, and you say hallelujah. But what God is looking at is not the words that come out of our lips, but he's looking at the words that are coming out of your heart. Hold on, I, I, I don't think y'all. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Let's, 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 let's work our way through this. What the Lord wants from us is a personal love affair. He wants us to be so moved by how much he loves us that, that, that at some points we get to can't help it. See, Sunday morning worship is easy. But I wonder, do you have a personal worship that when you all by yourself, you, you still can shout? That, that when nobody else is around, you still get happy? I want to know that in your bathroom or in your bedroom, do you hold up your hands and say, I praise you? Is this thing just as real at home as it is on? Listen, everybody that comes on Sunday is not here to praise him. Hold on, hold on. Some folks are here for a whole lot of other reasons. Hold on. I know we say this ought to be about Jesus, but some folks are missing it. Simon, who I believe is Simon the leopard that we find in the three other Gospels. And the reason why I believe that he's Simon the leopard, though Luke don't write that, is, is one important fact that Jesus says in, in Mark chapter 14, he says 
that what this woman does in Mark chapter 14 will be for a memorial and wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, they will talk about what she did. Listen, what Jesus was saying, what she has done is so important that I'm making attention to it. The act that she has, has performed towards me is so important. I want everybody to see it. And if it's that important, it just will not be recorded in one gospel, but two gospels, three gospels, all four of the gospels. Another reason I believe that is is that is that is Simon because it's hard to to believe that two women had the same motive doing the same thing when when Jesus is at a uh, at a party and two women had the gall to to bust the party. Hold on, I got another problem with the text. If Simon is a leopard, what's he doing throwing a party? From the placement of this party, it's a couple of days before Passover. And leprosy will make everybody at the party defile so they can't celebrate Passover. And if you are a good Jew, you will keep yourself clean. (laughs) Wait a minute, I, I got another problem with the text. Got another problem with the text. Leprosy, everybody was scared of leprosy. And they wasn't quite sure how you caught leprosy. So I don't care how big of a shindig you throw in. If you got leprosy, nobody's showing up to your party. <laughs> Hold on. No, no, nobody. If you give it away, $100 bills, nobody is showing up. Maybe Jesus. I take that back. Maybe Jesus. But there was other people at the party. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, so hold on. So Simon must be a former leopard, which means then that he has experienced the power of God because he's sitting there healed from leprosy and then there was no no medication for leprosy. Matter of fact, today there is no medication for leprosy, which means that he has experienced the power of God without even knowing God. Hold on, hold on. Just because God has done a miracle in your life don't mean you know him. Hold on. Let me get my towel. I'm starting to sweat after this one. Just because God been gracious to you don't mean you recognize how good he's been. The truth of the matter is he's been good to all of us. Does some recognize it more than some days we're more like Simon and other days hopefully we're more like Mary wake up on the wrong side of the bed and see if you praise God as much as the day when you did wake up on the right side but the truth of the matter is Mary was moved by experiencing Jesus in her life. And she is so moved, she couldn't help herself. I think that that the Lord really has put in all of us the ability to love him. Let me take that a step further. He has put in us the ability to fall in love with him. 
Luke 10, 27 gives us a picture of a Pharisee who is asking Jesus questions and have asked him, what is the greatest of the commandments? And Jesus said, you know, so go there. So when he goes there, he says, the greatest commandment is that we should love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Wait a minute. He says this in the Old Testament before there was the experience of the born-again experience. And here he is still saying to them, I want you to truly love me. And what he is saying is, I have made within you the ability to fall in love with me. For some of us, that is foreign. For some of us, we miss what God is saying. God said, well, I can't see him. But wait a minute, you may not be able to see him, but you see what he does. Listen, let me, let me, let me see if I can explain. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 32 helps us because, because here Paul says, this is a great mystery. This is a profound mystery. This is beyond my understanding. And though I've been talking about the marriage between a man and a woman from verse 21, verse 32, he said, let me explain. He says, he says, what is really happening is I'm not really talking about the man and a woman. I'm talking about Christ and the church. But wait, but wait a minute. 32 tells us that just like our husband and wife relate, the church ought to relate to Christ that way. Let me share with you what falling in love is. Falling in love is putting fuel in the fire. Y'all didn't get that, did you? Okay. If you got a fireplace, and only way you can keep the fire going is by putting logs in the fire. What have you done lately to make your mate stay in love with you? And you do it to them, you do it for them, not because you have to, but because you want to. It is a giving of yourself to show how much you love, and that makes the other person respond back to you. Within the relationship between the man and the woman, the man is the initiator, the woman is the responder. When y'all respond, it motivates us to do more for you. And the more we do for you, the more you ought to respond. Uh, y'all, hold on, wake up in the house. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, listen, listen, listen. The more the man pours in, the more fruit the lady ought to bring out. The more the fruit you bring out, the more we want to pour in. So instead of falling out of love, you keep falling more in love because it, the, 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 the seeds get more, the fruit get more. You don't believe me? Psalms 128. Read this. It depends on what version of the Bible you get it from. Some say, blessed is every person. Some say, blessed is every man. But if you read the text, you can tell it's talking about a man. Because what it says, when they get to it, there we go. Psalm 128, verse 1. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his way. He shall eat of the Fruit of his labor is talking about planting seeds. Sounds like it's talking about a farmer. But then you go back up and say he would be happy and be well with you. Next verse. Happy shall be his wife. His wife shall be a fruitful vine by his tree. Now notice what it's talking about. Relationship. Talking about reaping and sowing in the relationship. But wait a minute. Paul tells us I'm not talking about the husband and the wife. I'm talking about Christ and the church. Wait a minute. Have Christ been good to you? Does he keep on proving himself over and over and over again? Uh, wait a minute. I'm not talking about the situation you're in because I believe in spite of the situation, Christ still been good to you. I think that even when life isn't good, God is good. Well, how can you say that, Reverend? You don't know what I'm going through. You in your right mind, ain't you? 
You still here, ain't you? He woke you up this morning, didn't you? He started you on your way, didn't he? I think that every move we make, every breath we take, God keeps proving his love to us over and over and over again. Now, the question is really not a women. Somebody still don't get it. How you know God loved me? Well, my scripture tells me in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. My Bible tells me in Romans chapter 5, beginning in verse 6, that though we, while we was yet sinners, God committed his son to die for us. Now, hold on. That's love. If, if you ask me, that's love. But let's not stop there. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. He who knew no sin, he who knew no sin, became sin for you and I. Wait a minute. If you ask me, that's love. Wait a minute. Let's not stop there. Let's go to Isaiah 53 that says that he was wounded for our transgression. Uh, he was chastisement of peace. Is my peace. He showed his love. If you say, that's something to shout about. That's something to say, hallelujah. That's something to say, he didn't have to do it, but he did. Oh. Oh. You know what? He could have stopped right there. And that would have been enough to expect us to give him the highest praise every day. But guess what? He didn't stop there. How you know he didn't stop there? Because I know the nature of my God. He just keeps on blessing. Just keeps. Somebody said, Rare, I've been through a lot. If he loved me, why did he allow me to go through what I've been through? Oh, oh, you, you, you got that too. You asked that question too. You know what, what, I, what I have discovered is not so much why. Because you may not get the answer of why. But what I have discovered is you need to re-look at the picture. The picture, you see yourself going through something and you see yourself being all alone. But the correct picture is that while you was going through, though he didn't take you out, he was right there with you, feeling every pain, feeling every tear, feeling every hurt. He was right there. He was holding your hand, going through it with you. The devil meant it to destroy you, but God meant it to create you so that he will walk you through and say, nothing can destroy my child. You know what? The miracle of God is not what he kept you from. The miracle of God is what he kept you through. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Some of y'all should be as crazy as a June bug in December. I don't know what that means, but it sounds good to me. But you should be crazy. But God put his hands on your head. Some of y'all should be dead sleeping in your grave, but God was there. I, I just heard something. I heard I don't have all those horror stories. I, I, I wasn't a drug addict. I didn't get out there. You know what? You know what you got something to praise God for? Listen. From my own personal life. There's a lot of things I've 
been through. That's why a lot of my preachers from my experience, I did things and experience that I had no business doing, but I didn't have enough sense not to. But wait a minute. There were some doors I tried to get through. And the door shut on me. Y'all don't hear me. Somebody don't hear me. I wanted to get through. And the Lord kept me. Because he knew that if I go through that door, I wasn't coming back out. So he didn't allow the door to open. Because he knew he would lose me. He would lose. Thank God for the doors you try to get through. And God locked it and took the key away. Other folks went through. But when it came to you, the door shut on you and locked itself. And you couldn't. It just pushed me back out. And you couldn't. Any good? Any good? Any good? Ain't it good? Looking back, I saw him holding the door, saying, you can't come through this door, because if you come through this door, I'm going to lose you. But I got purpose in you. I got purpose. What else you ought to thank God for? The time he walked you through. You thought you was walking by yourself. But Jesus was right behind you all the time. Matter of fact, when he needed to come inside of you, he would move position. When he wanted to get in front of you, he will move position. I mean, whatever you needed to get through what you went through, he did it. He carried you. Listen. It's recognizing. In no case has he been less God in any of our lives. His grace and mercy been just as much there for all of us. For some of us, it's more evident. It's looking back and recognizing the various ways he was there. Simon is sitting at the head of the table, has placed Jesus at the end of the table, and Mary combusting in. Hold on, hold on. Uninvited. Moving folks out of her way. You best get out of my way. You know what? Everybody here is not here to praise the Lord. Don't let folks who can't be a spectator get in your way of praising God. Don't let somebody roll their eyes at you and make you stop praising your Lord. Wait a minute. It's personal. He's been too good to you for you to sit there or somebody else getting in your way of thanking God how good, how good he is. Oh, he's good. Right now, he's good. See, hold on, hold on, hold on. Simon 
you can't see Jesus because he's too busy looking at everybody else. Hold on, hold on. Simon is comparing himself to other people at the table. Mary is not concerned about who else is at the table. All that she knows is that Jesus is at the table. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Folks are talking about her. Folks done turned up their nose at her. Folks are saying she out of place. But Mary said, you don't know my story. You don't know how good he's been to me. I can't help myself. I got to get to Jesus. And when I get there, listen, Simon had everything and gave nothing. Y'all didn't hear that, did y'all? Simon had water. He just chose not to give it. Simon had anointing, oil. He just chose not to give it. Simon had a towel to wipe Jesus' feet, but he chose not to use it. Simon had a kiss. He could have kissed Jesus on the cheek, but he did not see the worth of Jesus. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, some of y'all sitting here is offended by Mary's gesture of love. Have you really read the text? Did you really see what she did? Number one, she broke in a party. She's a party crasher. Number two, she's weeping. As though she don't got much sense. Hold on, not a cute cry. I mean, she is. Tears lapping up under her chin. Hold on, and she ain't bothered about wiping them away. But she allowed her tears to wash his feet. When the last time you got ugly cry, not because you were sad, but because you was happy. You thought about how good he's been, and you got an ugly cry. You know what I mean by ugly cry? Browns are with wayward, lift are with sideways. Sometimes you can't worry about being cute. When you start thinking about how good he's been, you don't care who talk about you. I think that sometimes you ought to walk out of church with what you are, what you are. And people ask you what happened. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. That sometimes the shirt tail ought to be hanging out, tie ought to be this way, wig ought to be this way. Got your weave in your hand. Let's see if she can put this back in because this was expensive. So I, I want to throw it away, it costs too much. All of us got one. All of us got one. 
Our ambassador box is something of, 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 of means, of precious. For a woman, it was usually given by her father that she will break it open on her wedding day for her husband. She saved it. She put it away. You don't break this thing for just anybody. You break this for your chosen one. You only break this for one. Because once you break it, you can't undo it. You don't screw off the top of it. You break it. It is sealed. And the only way that you can get the content out is to break it. What's in it is more precious than the, the, the vase that has been kept in. They had to put it in, then they sealed it. They poured whatever was in it, and then uh, a jar maker would take his torch, and he would go along the seam of it to seal it. To melt the two ends together so that the only way that you can break it is to smash it. So whenever you pull it out to smash it, you mean business. Because it costs you something. Because whatever you allow to come out of it, you can't refill it. Yeah, I was back there a couple of weeks ago because I've been meditating on, on this for a while, and I was after the 1045 service, and, and the Lord was like preaching to me. You know, the Lord preaches to preachers. We can never preach what he preached to us because the way he preaches is beyond our ability to preach, but he preaches sermons to us, and he does that the most... Uh, in opportune time. So here I am changing clothes and all of a sudden God brought up the alabaster box and this is what he spoke to me because I was thinking that everything in your alabaster box have to be of value, have to be expensive. But he said, no, 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 no. He said, well, some people have in their alabaster box is things that they should have given to me and they won't. Hold on, wait a minute. He said, there's some folks that is holding on to unforgiveness. And I can't take them to the next level until they forgive the person that hurt them years ago. Wait, 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 wait. There's some folks that are holding on to their attitude. They, they, they like their attitude. That it's their signature, and they won't let go of it, and I can't take them no deeper until they give up what's in their alabaster box. I started thinking, I said, Lord, so you mean there's junk in the alabaster box? There's stuff in the alabaster box that nobody will find of value but you. Hold on. There's some folks who got some secrets in there. It's so secret, you think you're keeping it from the Lord. Simon has experienced the healing power of God, and he won't put on the table his alabaster box. Been healed by the power of God. And still hold it on. Listen, be careful of people who lift up their nose at you. Because the truth is, they are hiding their own insecurity. And it makes them feel better to put you down. The table is surrounded by people, and Mary is the only one that has the courage 
to come in with our alabaster box. Yeah, I know my shoe is half on and half off. Don't worry about it. If I want to preach with my shoe half on and half off, let me preach. I don't have time to put it on all the way. This message is too important for you to miss for me putting on my shoe. Listen. She comes and breaks her. Look what happened. Not only did Jesus get blessed, but everybody in the room smelt the fragrance. You can't tell me. Love won't change the atmosphere. See, see, folks, love will be around folks that know how to love because love makes other folks feel good. They don't even know why they like you. It's because you love them with the love. Matter of fact, they try not to like you, but they can't help liking you because when they come around you, the weight that they can lifts up a little bit because you've shown them the love of Jesus. Is there anybody in the house that know how to give folk the love of Jesus? Let, let, hold on, hold on. If you got the love of Jesus, you don't choose who you're going to love and don't love. You can't help yourself because the love of Jesus makes you love folk you really don't want to. Hold on, hold on. Why we think we so lovable? Why we think, and God, in his grace and mercy. Hold on, I know I was a scandalous person, but he looked past my faults. But wait a minute, I'm not by myself. There's some other folks in here. If we went back in time, you was a mess. But Jesus came in into your mess. Start cleaning up your. Ain't you glad about it? I'm glad about what he brought us out of. I'm glad about what he kept us from. Something inside of you ought to get loose every once in a while. And you ought to tell some folks. You really don't know me. You don't know my story. You don't know where I came from. If I talk, aren't you glad you don't look like what you've been through? Because if you look like what you've been through, he's been good to us. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Lord, I give you my alabaster box. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mary wiped his feet with her hair. Some of y'all are offended by that. Let's go a step deeper. She kissed his feet. Some of y'all are offended by that. Yeah, go ahead, shake your head. I'm offended by that. But let me tell you, if you really recognize how good he's been to you, listen, we struggle sometimes with what the Lord asked us to do. But when we start remembering that he never gave up on me. When I gave up on me. He never gave up on me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just don't look at me, put yourself in the box. He never gave up on you, in spite of you. He never, hold on, hold on. After you rejected it, he kept on coming back anyhow. 
if it wasn't for the Lord, where in the world would we be? We are here by his grace and his mercy. The love of Jesus being good to us. Somebody ought to say he's the best thing. He's the very best thing that ever happened to me. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, man. Can't nobody do you. Can't nobody do you. Hold on. Can't nobody do you like Jesus. Wait a minute. He looked beyond my faults and saw. Wait a minute. When you was a wretch undone, he picked you. He chose you. He picked you up. He cleaned you up. Any good? Any. Hold on. See, we don't even have to go way back. Let's go last week. Let's go two days ago. Let's go yesterday. Let's try last night. Let's try the look you gave to somebody when you walk through the door. And his grace and mercy is still covering you. Wait a minute. I just don't have to thank him for yesterday. I thank him. I thank him for his grace right now. Any good? Any good? The church. I don't understand, folks who can sit through all this and still have a frown? The only difference between Mary and Simon, the same grace that saved Mary is the same grace that is extended towards Simon. Wait a minute, wait a the same Savior that's going to save Mary is the same Savior that's going to save Simon. Wait a minute. Simon's experience with healing is even greater than Mary's physical healing. This is the difference. Mary recognized how good, how good Jesus had been to her home. Simon could have saw it, but he refused to see it. Mary started thinking about let's just pretend that I'm right and it's, and it's Mary the mother the, the sister of Lazarus okay Mary started thinking when my brother was dead and I thought he was all gone Jesus come four days after walk us to the tomb when I went to him, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, move around the right. I thought he had lost his mind. But the same Jesus lifted up his head and said, Father, I thank you for you always hear me. The Lazarus come forth and my brother come hopping out. But wait a minute. Hasn't he spoken life? In some area in your life you thought was dead, but the Lord stepped in and turned it around. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is the same Jesus. I sat at his feet and he taught me about the ways of life. Didn't he touch your eyes, open up your eyes? and transform your life? Didn't he do it? That you're not what you used to be? You don't go where you used to go? 
You don't say the way you used to say it, but there's been a change in your life. Wait a minute. One more thing. Then we're going home. Just start thinking about it. And when I die, I'm going to close my eyes on this side. And I'm going to open them on the other side. I can't help myself. Let me get a knife or something and allow me to bust open my alabaster box. Wait a minute. That's a whole lot of expense. I don't care what it costs. He's been just that good. He's been just that good. If I told my story, you wouldn't believe it. So I want to open up my heart and give him everything. Because Jesus been just that good. I praise him. I thank him. Hallelujah. 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 What is it that is keeping you from your blessing? Mary walked away blessed. Simon sat there in his mess. What he gave to her, he would have gave to him. But he wouldn't get for real. The same Jesus that was at that table, he's in the house. He's here. And what he did for Mary, he would do for you. All he wants you to do is give him what's in your box. And if you come, he will no wise cast you out. But you got to come in response to how good he's already been to you. It was Jesus all the time. Never would have made it if it had not been for the Lord. Would have lost your mind if it wasn't for the Lord. You might as well let him in. I got preachers here. I will pray with you and talk with you. And as you come, what is happening is God is opening up your heart. And he's stepping in to your heart. 